Hello, welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Podcast. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Gracious greetings. And Phil, we got some more coaching news to go over. We also got some updates on the upcoming season, which I definitely want to discuss. But overall, pretty chill October Monday in the NBA. If I... Yeah, no, it's it's been very somber. But we got the draft coming up. We got the free agency, I think, coming up. But for now, it's mostly just coaching stuff. So let's get right into it. We got new coach with the Pacers. We got a new coach with the Pelicans. Let's start with the Pacers. Yeah, Nate I mean, Bjorkgren. Nate yeah, Bjorkgren. I was going to ask you. You seem to be the Nate Bjorkgren specialist out of the two of us. So what do you know right now? Because, I mean, I just read it on Instagram, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, like just whatever. Yeah, I mean, Nate Bjorkgren is pretty much the Nick Nurse decision. He coached in the D League when it was still called the D League, so you can imagine oh. how far that how far ago that was. It started his D League career started in 2007, and he coached in the D League all the way up to 2015. Then he bounced with assistant jobs first with the Suns and then with the Raptors. He was the lead assistant under Nick Nurse. Nick mm-hmm. Nick Nurse speaks glowingly about him. You know, he's a guy that doesn't have any NBA playing experience, similar to Nick Nurse. He was just like a a low college player. I think he, I think he played D2, D3 college basketball. Then he started mm. – and then he was a high school coach, and then he worked his way. Is you know, a very similar track to Nick Nurse, just kind of grinding his way through the coaching ranks. And Oh, I, I, where did Nick Nurse play in college? Just curious. I want to see where that body was. Nick Nurse. Oh, he is – where is he from? He's got that accent. Okay, he's from Iowa. He played at, he played uh, at Northern Iowa. <laughs> All right, this guy cool, played cool. at South. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you This guy off. played at South Dakota, so same difference. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I don't really. I'm not gonna pretend like I know who this guy is or what they're going for with this, with this hiring. I mean, right. For a guy who doesn't really have a reputable name, you usually, in my opinion, probably think that that organization is going more towards a young rebuild movement, but I don't know. That's just my initial thoughts. Do you have, do you think that this has any indication of where the Pacers are heading? Because there's a lot of trade noise around the Pacers. Uh, I mean, I don't know because I mean, for me, when I'm looking at something where they just kind of go out of left field and pull someone in, you got to think they know they kind of either he killed the interview and he just completely duped them into putting him as head coach, or he actually had a very good plan and they see him as like this, he maybe he's some developments are and he's going to bring Miles Turner to the next level. Who knows, you know? So it seems like when I see that kind of stuff, it's it's like they're on to something. Fair. Like in a year, people are going to be like, "Wow, that was that was like Nick Nurse of what two or three years ago." Yeah, and I don't get me wrong, I like these kind of hires, and it's not because I know again much about this guy because I don't. But I, I hate when certain coaches just get recycled through the league. Like, careful there. Don't hurt our new czar. Well, hey, we've already we've already shared our thoughts on that. But that's fair. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's just you know the same guys that, and kind of similar to how we're going to talk about our next guy, honestly. But yeah, some guys, it's just they go around and around and around the league, and it's like there's a reason they're not working in other places. You, you know, I, guys like Dwayne Casey come to mind. Even Alan Gentry, who was gone with the Pelicans, just because you have NBA experience doesn't mean that you're a productive NBA coach. And I think getting somebody who's young, I mean, he's 45 years old. That's 
is that the youngest coach in the NBA? I don't know how. Oh, uh, what's his name? Saunders. Yeah, Tim Timberwolves. He might have just turned forty. How old is Steve Nash? Steve, oh, that's a good point. Steve yeah, Nash no. is forty-six, so he's uh-huh. right. He's right around there. He's one of the youngest guys in the NBA in terms of coaching. So that's that's nice. I think it's good to kind of get young, energetic voices in there, especially when you don't really have a star. Uh, Ryan Saunders is thirty-four. That is very young. Okay, he's not that young. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, forty-five. Still young in terms of NBA coaching positions. So I like that. I like I like the move just from an optic standpoint. Again, yeah, we'll, I respect it. Yeah, again, we'll see how it pans out, especially in Indiana, where you know, for those small markets, you, you kind of need more of a tactician usually because you're not going to get LeBrons and KDs and whoever to right. just come and essentially make a new system because that's what those star players are. They're, they're systems in themselves. You look at what Utah's done with Quinn Snyder. You look at, I don't know, what's another small market team off the top of my – okay, uh, maybe Terry Stotts a little bit with Portland. The guys who yeah, who, no, yeah, yeah. who come in and put their, their actual imprint on the team, kind of in more of a college basketball way, you know, where the coach does have more of a say in the identity of that team. So we'll see if Nate Bjorkren can do that with the Pacers. Yeah, you know, I'm, well, there's only one way to find out. There is only one way to find out. I, people were, were crying when Avon Millen got fired. I thought it was a good move. I think that like, – is, is it his fault he lost the Heat? Probably not. They're an inferior team. But I think yeah. at a point – I think at a point your voice just gets tired. Your message just kind of gets worn out. It's too many disappointments year after year, not getting out of the first round. And, again, the right. Pacers haven't been juggernauts, but they've had solid players. They've been equipped to finish higher in the Eastern Conference and win a few playoff series, and it hasn't happened. So I think it was yeah. time for Nate McMillan to go and turn a new Plus page. there was the whole D'Antoni thing where everyone thought, like, McMillan's leaving just so D'Antoni can come in, so this is perfect. Like, we're going to be set. But now who knows what's going to happen on that kind of front. Yeah, I man. Heard, I think I heard him about assistant coaching jobs somewhere else. Like, he's yeah, been talking about The D'Antoni thing is weird because I think he definitely wants to be a head coach, yeah. you know, but – are there any spots available? Are there any more vacancies right now? I don't know about open vacancies, but like, I'm sure the Hornets would come calling him and be like, "Hey, like, hey, come over." Yeah, all all of the all of the sexy ones are gone. You know, the, yeah, the exactly. ones that. Well, actually, I mean, the the only one that ironically is still open is Houston Rockets. So. Yeah, but obviously, he could just he move up to GM. Just hand, just do that. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be something. But That'd yeah, be anarchy. That's happening. Yeah, well, probably not. I think I think we we kicked tires on the yeah we really broken talk right. We gave let's Indiana to... all all our Indiana fans are just stuffed to the gills right now. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Pelicans. I think a little bit more to discuss with. Oh, this. speaking of stuffed to the gills. <laughs> exactly, you're we, gonna. We have got to... two chubby boys down in Nola. Was there any a lot of room service? Be an interesting a lot of cal- a lot of calories. Uh, There's no going to be a lot of conversations but, over the dinner mm-hmm. table. Stephen Gundy, coach of the North Pelicans, an interesting hire. An interesting hire. What his name was circling around the team for a while, and we kind of saw it coming. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Phil. What do you think? I don't know. It's. I mean, he was really kind of before our era of like actually knowledgeable, being able to like watch him coordinate a team so it's kind of tough definitely have to watch like how he ran his team I know he's a very solid leader 
who knows how that kind of relates because he's been out of the coaching system for what is it 10 years 10 ish years so who knows there's always that question where like these antiquated coaches are they able to adapt or do the players actually i mean it's unrealistic but do the players actually confine to like this old style of play and we've seen like the most recent thing with like the knicks and the triangle and just how that went to shit like very quickly so i don't know what do you think also just to and i I had to double check this phil but he did because he was Coached the Pistons for a little bit. He was the coach. Yeah, you're right. 2014, when was 2018. That? Oh, 2014. Oh, okay, yeah. In 2018. And I had to double check that because I know that he was. He, pre- but he was also coached. I, I, I honestly just kind of forgot about it for a second. I had a feeling he was, but yeah, he had the whole thing under his umbrella there. Was he one of the first ones to do that? Because that became very popular. Because Doc's that now. Uh, who else? Phil? Yeah. No. Who else? Yeah, whatever. But yeah, that was, I mean, that Detroit, I don't think, but again, they're not, they're not getting him to be GM right now. So, you right. know, was that, was that Detroit situation? Could that have been maybe, if, so maybe he had better players? I don't know. Like that Pistons thing was kind of just, funny. yeah, you're right. I mean, so, yeah, you're right. It was um, sorry, it was 2014 and 2018 Detroit Pistons, but he was not a coach the full time. I don't think. Yep. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, but I I think I think the old school guy on a new school team, which will right. be interesting to see. Like, I don't know. Who would we have rather had there? I'm, I'm sure me, me and you probably would have taken Kenny Atkinson, who doesn't seem like we'll be getting a head coaching job. But there well, were... that could be a good thing for us. Yeah, now, and I... <laughs> Maybe. Well, he, he gets on the Knicks coaching staff? Maybe he, he plops in. Maybe they squeeze another spot in for him. Kenny Atkinson will probably go like, uh, I don't know. He'll probably go like, uh, I think I heard something about the Clippers. But he'll probably go. Yeah, Chicago. I heard Clippers as well. It's my guesstimate. Yeah. Where do you think I, Kenny Atkinson's going to land? A rebuild or. I th- Where do you think D'Antoni's going to land? Gig, real quick. I think he would. I don't know, though, because I think Dan- where's D'Antoni going? Wrap, is- wrap it up. I agree. But where's he going to get? D'Antoni, I don't, I don't think D'Antoni's going to get it. You think he's going to play the field for a little, you know, he's not, I don't think he's going to, if he can't get a head coaching spot, he's going to, you know, go be an analyst or whatever, kind of take a year off and then gauge the market again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, maybe, maybe the nets don't work out and it's a one and done for Steve Nash. Not, not impossible. Stuff like that. Maybe the Clippers, well, if the Clippers don't work out, who knows what happens to the Clippers, but yeah, a lot of things can change in a year. So, I mean, who knows if the Clippers will even be around be around by the time the season starts for it to work out. Yeah, that's also you know, true. I've heard a lot of I heard a lot of people say completely staying the same. And I've heard people being like it's it's going to go shit, or they're going to just like try to do like what LeBron did in the middle of the in the mid mid season trade deadline with the Cavs was it like two years ago, three years ago, something like some shit like that, you know. Yeah, in uh, you know where like when... they won eighty and picked up like Derrick Rose, Rodney Hood. 
Yeah, they. I I, I could see something like that happening. I don't see Paul George. That's my. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be definite because if somebody out of like left field came with like some weird offer, the Clippers were like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. I guess they get a weird offer. Maybe the Pacers come calling back because realistically, the Pacers make sense, but Paul George would not want to be there. He would not want to be there. That is the last place he wants PG, to be. PG thirteen would be stuck putting up thirteen a game for the Pacers. He only got thirteen a game for the Pacers. In their system, TJ Warren's obviously the dog. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's let's circle back to Stephen Gutty for a second. Phil. All right, yeah, yeah, we're getting off topic. <laughs> we're riffing too hard. Too hard. Overall, scale of one to ten, do you? 10 being love the hire, he's the coach of the future. One being this is a dumpster fire. If you're a Pelicans fan, how do you view SPG? Um, I'd probably go in like the six range because, I mean, I give him the benefit of the doubt just because he seems to be a very good, like, leader. But I would stick with a five, taking away like those kind of intangible qualities because like we don't know obviously the the <clears throat> pelicans are going to try to do small ball like non-stop because that's the way this, the league is going and they're tailor fit for it we don't know how van gundy's gonna mesh with that is all i'll say where would you rate it so works with stan van gundy at the helm is some of these young guys kind of get that killer instinct a little bit of grit because I still think while they are very talented, they got three dudes with very high upside. Lonzo Ball's still think there are questions about whether there's really a leader. Sorry, could you say those three again? Lonzo, B.I., and the big dog, Zion. In- very, very interesting. You, you threw Lonzo in there first. Is he your priority? No, he's just, he's just in my heart. Are you sure? It sounds like he's the first one that comes to mind as, as this young Spock. He's the last. Young he's studs, probably the yeah. last priority, realistically. <laughs> probably the biggest okay. question. Probably the biggest question mark in terms of if he's even a starter. But Josh Hart could just as easily slip into that role. Is that what you're saying? McNeil Alexander. You never know. But otherwise, Ooh, no, I like. Otherwise, like known as no summer league. No. Fair enough. Anyway, though, you know what I mean. I I still think there's questions about having a leader in that locker room and who is that going to be? And Stan, I think could maybe help mold whoever that is into that guy. But I don't know, maybe just wishful thinking that that's what I think Stan could do is help the culture, help turn that into a winning type of locker room, because that's really what's been missing from the Pelicans. They've had talent, obviously not a lot of talent, but they've had some talent and it just seems like that's, that's just a losing organization right now. And it's got to change. It's got to change or else. They got to flip the script. The clock starts now for them in Zion. Also, clock starts yesterday with them in BI. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, I think if, you don't have time to make these mistakes. In the, in the age of player empowerment, every, every year where you just wither away Fodder. as a losing team is, you know, that, that's, a, that, that's kind of like negative. Bad. Big bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's negative allotment i don't know negative investment into your star players minds of just being on a losing team and that needs to change right because 
most I mean, a lot of teams don't even get the opportunity to have like star caliber players. Mm-hmm. So you have them, and if you're you're afforded that, and you're able to screw it up, like that's just shame on you. Yes. Like there's a lot there's a lot of teams doing a lot better with a lot worse quality players. Yes, I agree. So. We will see, though. Pelicans, you have your warning. All right, Phil. I think I think Stan got his time. Let's talk for a second about some of the scheduling stuff that we've heard. So what have you heard that kind of made your ears perk up about when this next season might start? Some pros, some cons. Lay it on me. Definitely got a little more excited when I saw that they were talking December, like early December 20th vibe kind of starting. I think – it makes a lot of sense for the NBA, like money wise, because nobody's around on Christmas. They would just pack the television. They make a lot of money off that. So that's why I've heard like that's kind of where the NBA side, like the NBA league officials and owners want to aim for. I think MBPA, they're kind of more on the side of favoring the Martin Luther King Day return, which I'm sure we've all heard about. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the NBA, MBPA will get paid handsomely or respectively for agreeing to do it on Christmas. But I don't know. I look forward to an earlier start. Yeah. I, I don't have any physical workings in it. So, One thing that I could say, Phil, is I think that the whole, st- uh, you know, kind of shift the NBA calendar to the point where we're playing all summer. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think that it was a thing that people thought was a good idea. And it was fun. Yeah, you're probably for, right. It was fun for a year. But realistically, I don't think the players want that. I don't think the organizations want that. Overlapping with Yeah, the players want their summer. A, yeah, players want their summer. Media wants their summer. Coaches want their summer. Realistically, overlapping with football is kind of a disaster. It's just not going to work. And... Right, so they would have to end right in August. And then their offseason would be fall. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, realistically, I think that we're probably looking at not 82 games this upcoming year, not fans for the whole entire duration of the season. Right. Hopefully, hopefully we get some fans in the building by the end. I think we hopefully will. Hopefully we can pop in. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be maximum capacity, but I do think we'll get fans at some point this season. But realistically, I think they're going to try to get back to the normal calendar starting 2021 to 22 season because it's just it just makes the most sense. At this point, yeah, I think I think we experienced it. It, it kind of worked out actually because Silver and the NBA was thinking about doing this schedule shift, and we, they kind of just stumbled into the experimental phase of it, where it was completely unplanned. The pandemic, and everything, they had to do it, and we saw it in action, and it was fun. You know, we we liked summer hoops. We liked summer hoops watching on the projector. It's good in the time. nice in the nice seventy-five degree nighttime. But Little at the breeze. end of the at the end of the day, it it isn't the logical thing for the league to do. So yeah, I don't it's think a business it's a and they fix. did not get the viewership that they really thought they would reel in. Yeah. I don't think they did. And it's fine. It makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, is what it is. I, I, I always liked the way the season went, you know, I don't, people are like, Oh, the season drags. It's like so, deal with it. Sorry. You know, it's yeah. a long season. That's the way it's going to be. You're not going to have every single month of the year be awesome, but I I really right. like when it gets to May and June, the weather starts getting nice, and then you get the you know the real playoff conference final final type action. I think it's good, and I like it. I I liked it the way it is. I yeah, learned it's that. interesting. Everything picked up a little bit. 
Yeah, and I learned that. That was like, you know, I like the way it was before, so we should keep it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I definitely the summer was a fun time. It was a little, um, I don't know, summer 69 vibes where it's like, ah, good times. Good old times. Keep <laughs> asking it. But, yeah, they're going to go back to the normal schedule. And I think the way they're doing it this year is they're trying to start as early as possible so then they can kind of get the same yeah. off-season schedule yeah. so they can start again like October 30th or what, October 25th and they'll just have like a tiny bit shorter of an off-season this yeah. after yeah. this coming season. We're probably looking so at roughly knows? 70 games or whatever they decide to do. But yeah. And, who, yeah. and the scheduling might be completely different too. They might do something – I'm not saying they're going to do what baseball is doing where they only play their division or whatever, but I could definitely see more of a localized schedule going on for sure. Yeah, I I think I heard um, they're not trying to do as localized, but like if the Lakers were going to play the Knicks, then they're going to play the Nets, uh, Sixers, and like probably Celtics all at home, all at their home, and then you know go home, yeah. go back to LA. So just an example, like yep. they're just going to try to keep everyone in this area. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, that's right, that. Bill. You know, we'll see. Any what last uh, any last remarks? No last remarks. No last remarks. We got the draft coming up. I'm excited for that. Check out the, our new uh, YouTube video, by the way, on the Ooh. Lakers. Published now. Published now. And uh, we'll get into some draft talk starting next week, I'm thinking, Phil. Thank, Why not? Thank God. It's all right, time yeah. to shine. It's <laughs> yeah, all I have. I, I know it is. I know. I'll, I will appease you. We will do draft talk. We'll probably do, I'm thinking, two draft, two or three draft pods. Definitely two draft pods before the draft just to get, make sure we're covering all of our bases. Do we want to do a mock draft comparison? I'm thinking maybe our last, or maybe our maybe we'll do next week kind of like a draft primer, then a mock draft type thing, then a, a final draft preview. Sounds oh, good to me. No, yeah, something I like, like that. that. I mean, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep all our opinions. I was about to say something. No, keep it. Keep it for yeah. next week. Keep, keep it in the, the vault. <laughs> keep it in the vault. Well, my name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Thank you all. And as always, if you like our content, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor App. Follow us on Twitter at HoopScoopPod. Check us out on YouTube, HoopScoop. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.